everybody. We're back again. <laughs> Came in extra loud this time. <laughs> right. When my boys come on, they probably like, oh, we know what's about to happen now. Exactly. <laughs> Good to see you all virtually. <laughs> Still following safety guidelines for amongst ourselves. We all vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. I see a lot of people not wearing masks anymore. Masks are off. I'm trying to win, win that one million. You know, Ohio <laughs> governor got the backs a million. So Did you register? Chances. Of course. I think that is you reminded me five times. Good. Is good, that like, y'all think that's genius? The incentive? The million? Yeah. I mean... It is what it is. I had already, we were, all of us were already vaccinated. It wasn't an incentive for us. I meant for other people. I, I don't know. I haven't heard anybody say, oh, oh yeah. a million dollars. It went up by like 30%. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, they claim they claim that he got over. vaccinated. Conspiracy. They claim it. They got vaccinated. Do you got to show proof? I haven't signed up or did nothing for it. Uh, yeah, the only way they know the numbers went up is because they, they're they keeping track of how many of us are vaccinated. <laughs> I'm talking about for the vaccine million. Like, yeah. register like, your name. You put in, like, where you yeah. got vaccinated, but I'm sure I didn't realize you had to register at first because, like, why wouldn't they just check? They got my info when I got vaccinated. Why wouldn't they just like, isn't there some master mm -hmm. list somewhere? It's the same thing like, it's the same thing with schools. You gotta opt in, right? Or opt out. Ain't it, ain't it privacy though? Ain't it a privacy law? Oh, that could be it, yeah. Dante just tried so. to bring us into today's topic. I felt that. I gotcha. Schools. Oh, with schools? I, I got I, it. I mean, I was legit curious, but <laughs> carry on. <laughs> So we're going to talk about how everything got turned upside down this year in education. Because one of the things that we've all done together is work with youth at some point, both volunteer and paid. <laughs> um, and this was a crazy year for teachers and students. How, how, do you, how did you get through the ups and downs of, of teaching with all these added guidelines and, and rules uh it was very challenging i know a lot of people might have thought it would be easier on teachers because they were home and there were parts that were easy like no commute wake up a little bit later but it was like my first year all over again it was like learning everything it was starting over because Everything that I'm used to doing in person, like having a kid sit across from me and doing the work, I had to figure out how to put that on a screen and still get them to show what they could do. And nobody gave, you know, the state said you need to do this, but they didn't say how or give us any materials for it. So it was, and I think it was like that for a lot of people, regardless of community, socioeconomic status, race religion i mean everybody it was in the same boat nobody knew more than anybody else it was very interesting <laughs> to put say it in a positive way <laughs> brian told me not to be negative before we started so i'm gonna be positive <laughs> i mean i want the truth <laughs> did, did it make you rethink really if that was the profession for you because i I know, you know, you hear about a lot of people quit early retirement that are teachers or administrators, you know, just because there was so much to deal with, but some were more, you know, older, almost there. But like, you know, personally, did you ever be like, this might not be for me or <laughs> most of you, you know, you and your fellow peers knew like it's temporary. I love teaching. Like, how, how does that? thought process go because i mean we work with you but it's more outside not in the classroom yeah. so like was there ever like you like okay i've I reached my limit i'm out of here i'm done can't take this like was did that ever happen when we were fully online mind? yeah when we were fully online for a long time and like our return date kept getting pushed back i think at least three times our maybe four now that i think about it 
four times maybe our return date got pushed back to like whatever hybrid model um we were gonna do um as that kept happening i was slowly losing my mind like this has got to end this must end i could never do i don't know how people do online teaching or students do online learning effectively and i would love to know because there are schools for kids that are fully online i know we had one that was ended up not being so great like one of the large ones in the area and got shut down a couple years ago but um there are other places all over that are successful with that and i just don't understand it also i teach special ed so that is like a whole nother layer of challenges for for kids who you know have regularly have challenges in the classroom now they have a whole other set but there were also some advantages there and we learned a lot of technology that we hopefully will continue using in the future that helped these kids and we didn't know existed another thing was a lot of this technology this year was free so i'm a little worried that like starting next year some of these great things that we found you know some districts that couldn't really use them won't be able to afford them and we won't have access to that anymore and that's a shame but so i, I guess i want to say like moving forward with things that you know are in place or things that are changing um how do you think that impact schools like do you think as a school will still require masks or you know is it you know how does that affect the teaching moving forward or you think it'll be back to normal or what do you hope to see i really don't know and i haven't heard like anything concrete from my district about next year I assume we're going to be back to normal, like no masks, full class sizes, all in person every day. But again, every we have now have a whole generation of young people that are a year behind and no standards have changed to match that. So everybody's going into next year in the next grade without all of the skills that they need to master the things that are expected in the next grade because we didn't get through everything this year and again that's across the board it doesn't matter where you go that's everybody that's sort of like the most concerning part to me yes. though is because i mean you go through your school year for a reason right you take this test for a reason that you know regardless how we feel about testing right but you, you take this test to show that you have that knowledge, but then throughout the school year, you're building all these different skills, all this knowledge. And if that wasn't achieved during this year, and we just say like, okay, we're just gonna start all over. And that start over isn't like, you're gonna start that grade over, it's just starting over like society, like we're done with everything, you know, this is what it's gonna be. And that's where I feel like we're moving. So like as the summer come, no one's worried about like an increase or just like, okay, we got some people vaccinated. So let's just remove all the restrictions, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And then August, September comes and it's the new school year. And then we're just like, okay, now we finally start. Everyone's back in the building. And that's just tremendous pressure for, for teachers because it's gonna be a lot of not even just review, but teaching the previous grade and the current grade simultaneously. Right, and expecting the same double, basically double the achievement. Um, because there were no expectations this year. We had to give the state tests, but the scores aren't being used like towards um, district report cards or anything. I really don't understand why we had to give the test. I don't know what those scores are for, um, there was no third grade guarantee this year or anything like that. Um, but next year, they're going to have, the, like like you just said, the same expectations. So will that be like double the workload? Will they make adjustments throughout the year? I don't know. Oh, let's just talk about this past year. Let's not think too far into the future. That's a little overwhelming. <laughs> I mean, but it goes hand in hand. I know. Prior to you getting the Can't vaccine, go where you don't know where you're coming from. 
deep. That is true. Were you were you like scared to teach prior to the vaccine? Like, did you not want to? I don't know how the logistics were. Like, if you were virtual before your vaccine or you went back after getting the vaccine but like we yeah did, did fear creep in how how was that i remember last summer i was not as like mask like hardcore with the mask and then when the school year came i was like oh the, and and there were some like spikes i don't remember the specifics but i got more concerned when we went back to school and I found myself staying inside more, like staying home more and just avoiding even going places. Um, I don't know, it went back and forth. And then eventually we got our shots, but our return date for a hybrid schedule was in between our first shot and our second shot. I was like, that's silly. Why don't they just wait till after our second shot? Come, But then now, you know, then we heard yet really you have to wait two weeks after your second shot. So that would have put us back a whole nother month. I don't really know what the right thing was because there were some schools that went in person all year and didn't do online. I mean, and, and live to tell about it. So I don't know what was the right or wrong thing. Um, once we started going, it got a lot more comfortable and it was all right with the masks, but yeah, it was a little nerve wracking at first. Just not knowing what to expect is always nerve-wracking, regardless of the situation. And I don't think we'll ever know what the best method was, is, will be. I mean, because right now, it's just seemed like, it's just kind of like, okay, you know, time to move on You're back right. to life. We're going to deal with it. Keep it pushing. Like, we lived through the fear. Now we have a, you know, a remedy that is mostly... A remedy but still a little not 100 percent proof and either get it and 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 be okay or give yourself a shot or, or not and deal with those consequences as well so you know as we kind of get into more of this discussion you know and it it, it sets up the the ideology of your thinking and, and all those questions i'm asking it's kind of like you know you can see where people got isolated you know, mental health was was kind of being being affected, but you know, we'll 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 get more into that in in, in other episodes. Yeah, we have plans for that. Yep. But uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully, you know, we we get even more more details and different perspectives as we talk more and more. So I'm sure, you know, everybody's looking forward to this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we got the life of the party <laughs> and not the party party, kick it, kick it. I'm talking about the party, the, the beat uh, uh, of the schools uh, in the community. Um, Miss, Miss Shepard, uh, you hey. know, you could, you could do a little introduction of yourself to the people because it's yeah, your first time on the podcast. I feel so, I feel so trusted, you know, <laughs> so so ready. I, I feel like I have to be extra smart to be on this brain. This brain. I mean, you you do. So yeah. I'm happy to feel that. <laughs> I got to make sure I got my A game on. So professionally, I am Marcia Shepard. I'm the Dean of Engagement at Anton Gradina School, where great things happen every single day. Um say that. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I'm just plain old chef, and I'm just willing to help anybody anywhere. So that's just really who I am in a nutshell. I'm a wife, I'm a mother, um, and just any kind of help anybody could be. I, I, that's all I can really say about me. So everybody's curious, mm -hmm. my, my us, us guests and me as well, break down to us the experience of working in the school as an administrator during the pandemic and then having a child in the in the district learning in the pandemic like how did you balance it yeah like what give us some balance? time right. yeah what what is balance at this point um <laughs> i have learned how to be resilient um i have learned how to persevere um i have learned to make uncomfortable situations as comfortable as possible mm. even when I know for sure they're still going to be uncomfortable. Um, from the view as an administrator, um, it's fear, a lot of fear. Um, fear for what our kids are missing out on. Fear for where my kids were during this time. 
Um, a lot of children stay at home with the biggest abusers they could be in. Mm-hmm. So to know that they were trapped there and there was no outlet was fearful. Um, fearful for the teachers who didn't have the resources, who weren't really pushed before to use technology. Um, how do they implement their classroom over the over the computer? Um, just a, just a lot of fear, but I think we conquered pretty strong. I think we did pretty well. Um, as a mom, exhausted. <laughs> and between fear and exhaustion, it's no real balance. So I think right. it was um, difficult. Um, Savannah did middle school this year, her Ooh. first year of middle school, where she's really switching classes and having different teachers. Um, I think she would be a great online learner. Um, she did really well. Um, it was just the adjustment of her understanding that every style of the teacher was different. That was so different to see on a computer than being there and feeling the actual transition. Um, I did notice a little decline in her thrive, which I was afraid of. Savannah is a go-getter when it comes to school. She likes to be top of her class. Nobody, she's definitely going to be the one counting to see whose GPA in high school is higher. You know, um, but I did see a lot of her just kind of be like, yeah, I'll get to it when I feel like it. Like, typical 11 year old, you know, if I see a hole, I'm gonna take it, you know, so <laughs> she did. Do you feel like more was expected of you? I know earlier you just said, you know, re- resilience. Um, and that's often a term that's used um, to describe black women, right? Absolutely. And- and I remember I was talking to one of my friends and she was just saying she's just tired of being resilient. Mm-hmm. Like she just wants to just be. And so did you find yourself during this time, during the pandemic? Because not only did we have to sort of shift how we learn or teach, but um, murders were happening. You know, social justice was at the forefront of our, our lives. And so... Did you feel this extra pressure of expectation on you? Yes. Um, in, you know, as a parent or even in your leadership role? Um, in my leadership role, I definitely did because unfortunately, a lot of our kids lost parents during this time. I don't know, you know, even not even just from sickness, but from crime, from just parents being oh, like just different things. I felt the pressure of not being able to hold them or support them like I usually would. Um, not being able to find out their needs, not being able to find them. One of the biggest problems we had was finding people. You know, we usually thought we had a good grip to where they were, but it was like as soon as the pandemic hit, people just like left. They either, you know, joined the house with other people or they just went where they were comfortable, babysitting, daycares, you know, everybody was just going crazy. So at at some point, I definitely got tired of being resilient. I just got tired of bad news. It, it yeah. felt like you had more time to focus on bad news and it was just like nothing good was coming. And that was work-wise, home-wise, we just, it was no good news. And it was like, we tried to celebrate graduation and it was still sad. Um, we tried to celebrate end of the school year. It was still sad, you know? So it was just more like, you're right. I was tired of being resilient. I was tired of telling everybody it was going to be okay, especially during times when I didn't feel like it was. Yeah, I, I was tired. And I'm that's my job to make sure that the culture is still going. And it was yeah. days where it was like, I'm on my couch and I'm like, I'm not being effective. It's, it, there's nothing I can do. I, I just can't be out here and I need to be out here. How do I do my job? That was the biggest question. How mm-hmm. am I going to do my role from home in a computer? I, just, I need the people. I need to be in the midst of it. I wanted to ask you because your job title is unique. I don't feel like every school has... Uh, what can you say it again? I'm the dean of engagement. Dean mm-hmm. of engagement. I I do yeah. think that is um, a trend that's happening in a lot of districts. That is a job a position that's opening up. We have something similar to that. I want to say community liaison or something. Um, she's not an administrator though. Like mm-hmm. you're an administrator in your building. Right. So that is the difference where it kind of helps because even now, like even when Brian, when we worked together, he was wraparound and right. then I was the dean. Although our cycles kind of cross our job, they're matching each other, but then I'm still responsible for the SEL inside the classroom. I'm oh. still more responsible for the day-to-day going flow of the classroom. Brian breaks barriers. I bring the barriers to him. You know, 
<laughs> that's the connecting piece, you know. That's the elbow. one two punch, baby. <laughs> that's the elbow and how it goes. So I'm in the classrooms. I'm seeing what the barriers is, and then we go to the community partner to say, "This is what we need from you." And like I tell tell everybody, that's when I come begging, and I need it all. Like, and nothing is too much, nothing is too less. So that's kind of how it works together, and it's kind of working that way too with our say yes partner now too. So. That is and, really and cool. In your role too, it allows when we think of the word administrator, it allows you to reinvent that term because a lot of times right. administrators they're strapped or they're they're yes. limited or they have like a education and in the building. Okay, mm-hmm. let me do what I can to make sure they're learning but taken care of and things like that. Like you can okay, yeah, they need all that, but let me go get to the root of this problem. Let me go call such and such, let me go build a relationship. Let me go out and do the work. And I feel like a lot of times, even during the <clears> pandemic, <throat> you were still doing that, still out there trying to find kids. And I, I mean, we talk about resilient and, and strong and things like that. I think that that's often overlooked. And I mean, you know, you, you have a unique role and, and it takes a special kind of person to do that. But a lot of people outside don't understand that. A lot of people don't understand just even what a teacher does, just being in a school, period. But to have range like that, and to be able to to spread it out and, and bring other people in, it takes a unique gift that I think that, you know, anybody listening, you know, when you think of education, you got to think of it more than just, you know, book, pen and paper, classroom. So, like, I think this, this, this whole year challenge, mm-hmm. what does right. education mean to you? What <laughs> is school? Like, everything was challenged. And I think coming out of this, even though things are opening back up, we all, and, and you know, you could comment, right or wrong, but I, I feel like the word school and education is forever changed. Like yeah. there is not the same circle. It has evolved into more than just in the brick building or in the classroom. Oh, teacher. Now. Like yeah. I feel like it's so much more now that you have to be considered. I hope that's what happened. If districts didn't see it before, I hope they see it now. Yeah, absolutely. That's the hope, right? That is the hope. That that is the biggest hope because for some of our kids, although a big part of them missed coming in, some of our kids thrived online. Like some of the kids we definitely usually have a lot of behavioral issues with, um, a lot of kids that we had attendance problems with, they took charge on their own. Like you don't see first graders and they're getting their laptop and they're carrying them all the wrong way, but they're making sure that they're sitting there. And we've seen kids holding little babies and they're rocking them and they're like, okay, Ms. Shepard, but I'm still doing more than me and I'm here. And it, I mean, you saw some children really thrive. I would really hope and pray that the district will use that as an option. I really think that online school should be an option, even more so than what we thought about. We, we, as educators, you look at people that say, I'm gonna keep my kid at home. You're like, why? Like, why would you? It's not so, it's not as normal. But now it should be like a thing. I think some parents really, they, their kids really thrive. I think I think some of it should. And, and we'll close that gap with summer learning experience. Mm-hmm how that goes yeah which i still think it should be an option for online for summer learning but that's another tip do you think think summer learning do you think the role of schools um changed that what like what like what does a school mean to community and family everything Um, it's back (laughs) <laughs> that's they want us back. They don't care. They, they realized how much we meant now. I've gotten so many cards and gifts and please come get them and you can have those kids and whatever you want to. I mean, like now I, it used to be, here come that irritating lady that keep calling me back because my kids don't come to school. Now they happy to say, you call them to say they can come back? Well, what days? Can right. you know, so it, I think it, it shifted the mindset. I think the parents will have more of appreciation for great teachers. I think they'll understand now because they had to play like they were. And it's not like how when you played school when you were little. <laughs> um, and, and I've seen some parents that push to say, like, I got to get myself together because I can't even help my kid. Like, you know, so you got some ups, you got some downs. I think I think a lot of it really was more up than we think. I think in a couple years, we'll see um, some of the kids doing well. I'm just worried about K to three. That that grade band of kindergarten through third grade, they didn't get the chance to write on paper like we did. They don't know the Manila paper to fold it in, you know, like we remember. 
they already didn't have phonics and now they can't have a pencil. So that was hard for the little kids. So we have to just intensify our our, our literacy with those kids. Mm -hmm. They need to read. So if anybody, I know y'all the volunteer gurus of the world. We need <laughs> all the all the volunteers to read to our babies and push them to read. Reading has to be the forefront. There is nothing else that can help them right now but to read. Like right. I gave every kid a book on the way home yesterday. Like. You got to have a book before you leave. Well, I don't know what this is. Okay, well, let me know when you read it. You figure it out. You'll know. So you I see would, a little, you give them a book. I was going to ask you that. We You mentioned summer um, opportunities. And I think, I think it's, I don't know if it's mandated by the state, but it seems like almost every district, if not every district, has a summer program in place. Well, that's that $540 yeah. pandemic relief. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's, that's going to really be... Funny. Do you think that that's going to be enough? Money. 540 million, but we ain't going to talk about it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, the saddest part about, hmm, do I talk against my job or do I talk about it? <laughs> you know, I, I fight against the, I fight against my own system. There are loopholes and we have to be honest about it. Um, CMSD lost a tremendous amount of kids. We, we our dish as a district, holy, we lost a tremendous amount of kids when they decided to keep us online for longer than the other parochial schools and private charter. schools and charter schools. So charter schools don't require much and not, nothing to get up against them, but registration isn't hard. You can fill out a piece of paper and your baby goes there now and they were present. And to some parents, it was the, the hard balance of, do I go to work and my kids can't to stay at home by themselves or do I just go to work and they go to school? So they chose to leave. So what greater idea to say to have summer learning experience, but you have to be enrolled in CMSD to get our babies back. So we've seen a lot of enrollment in the last two weeks. That's interesting. Well, that's good. I was going to ask because, you know, with, with Say Yes coming, with, with Say Yes being here, um, and, and part of that was to increase enrollment within CMSD while also providing some of these services um, to be coordinated, right? Wraparound services. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so to have you know, families leaving the district in that sense. Um, is there talk around like, how, how do you sort of get back to even just get to the level like the pre pandemic level? Is there talk around engagement strategies, recruitment strategies of how to get families back? So that's the thing. That's the thing we just talked about last week that we are now eligible to recruit. We can even hire. Okay. We are even, the district is even higher outside of the district. Like where that, you know, what I used to say, you would only hire within. We can hire externally now when it's coming to teachers and stuff because they want the highest quality of teachers who are providing equity and equality in the classroom. I'm not paid to say that, but they've drilled it so much to us that we have to keep saying it. But it's important, you know, it, it really is. Um, I think I think the method of them getting their kids back is really good. I don't know how to say yes portion is gonna work because you remember at the beginning it would had to be a consecutive. You had to go all the all time. All through. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if they're gonna tweak that because of the pandemic or mm -hmm. that would be something that I would fear. So Savannah I think it's nine something. through twelve now. Yeah, and it, it I think high school only now. But high school those high school seniors struggled, I think, the most this year. So mm -hmm. um I have three graduating seniors in my family. Well, my nephew's graduated, so he's done. Congrats. Congratulations. <laughs> Ooh, honey. Um, and he's going to the Navy instead of taking the say yes option. So that was a big shift for us to even think like, y'all been cooped up all this time and you still want to go somewhere where you're going to kind of be confined? And I guess he was like, it works for him, you know? Um, but then I have a cousin who's going to Ohio State for a ride plus to say yes. So Okay. We're gonna, you know, process that. Um, I just tell parents that don't leave. This ain't the time to go in ninth grade. You know, stay, mm -hmm. stay with the district. Cause Savannah will be there. She gonna get that say yes and do whatever she can. You know. Explain just, what explain what say yes is, just in case people. So say yes is a program that is designed for students who attend CMSD schools from ninth grade to twelfth grade year. It will provide college fund tuition. Is it tuition? Uh, last dollar amount. Last dollar amount. Um, go to any state school, any school that is in the state of Ohio. I think that's a piece that people are missing mm. too, um, that it is a state school. But, you know, um, and it's not just one state school, even though everybody loves the Ohio State. 
Um, and right. no, I did not go there. But um, Cleveland State is still out. You know, the kids have to know that there are other state schools that are great options for them and have vocational power. That was something else that one of our returning, one of the kids from Anton returned and said, I didn't know Cleveland State had vocation options hmm. where I don't really have to go through a whole program and he can still use say yes dollars. So, oh, nice. Them nice. Yeah, it's a good thing for them to know. So. I think it was it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Incentives are always motivating and help keep. Yeah, you know, I mean, and I think that was a smart incentive to include. Now, now I have a question for you guys with your brain. So, incentives. It was the million dollar incentive good for the vaccine? We just talked about that you know, before we you came on. That's discussing perfect. That. that is perfect. <laughs> Listen, I was already getting vaccinated, but now that that's added to it, I definitely registered for it because why? I got student loans. I got stuff out. I, I got debt that I want to clear up off my name. You it know, has so to be, it has to be a community worker. It has to be a health worker, or it has to be an educator in my book. I don't care what anything else has to say. It has to be one of those three. And I, because I just know who those people are, you know, look at mm -hmm. us. We would definitely give back to where it came from. Um, that is my prayer that someone in that role gets it. And we don't always know what they'll do, but just does the right thing if they get it. I already told yeah. both of them, they would never hear from me again. Yeah, I just found out that they said that it's mandatory that you have to be known because I'm like the secret one. I would just, you ah. know, <laughs> you'll wake up one day and you got to cash up. You wouldn't believe like what happened. It's like, look, God is good, right? Yeah. That could be a little dangerous too for some people. I want to be a blessing to be a blessing, you know? And just, right, right. Okay, go somewhere to eat. I would pay all my family bills. I wouldn't give them cash. I they would pay their debt off. That's smart. I know like a lot of people were saying, you know, there were pl uh, plenty amount of things that our state could have done with that money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like CMSD. Um, yeah. <laughs> new computers that are, we don't have anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, you, you always gonna have two sides of the coin. So I got a quarter for them if they, if they give it to me. I got <laughs> For my school, for my school first, I got it. My babies come first. So. How long have you worked there? So I've been at Anton Gradina. This is going into my seventh year. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's yeah. nice. So you know it inside and out. Uh, sometimes I think I do. <laughs> it, it turns. It's a different place sometimes. Every month it could be different. You know, it's kind of like this or down. Every 15 minutes the place can go crazy. But yeah, I feel like I've developed a good relationship with the help of others, you know, with, with Brian. We developed good relationships, long-lasting relationships. So we had 10 kids graduate from our building this year that have been there since pre-K. Wow, that's awesome. I know. And we gave them like lifetime achievement awards because it's like, yes, they are, but they were the most fearful eighth grade class of graduating. We, I mean, like literally real tears at the It's kind of a good thing. And it's kind of a bad thing. Yeah. I don't want them to get to high school and get a whole shock of the world. And there's no <laughs> me there. So then I make connections with them. Like I know people in the high schools because I came from high school. I was at South. I was at, Ken I was at Kennedy for years. So. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, when I hear where they're going, I'm like, ah, let me call such and such and tell them to look out for such and Keep such. Keep track. Yes, definitely. Right. And again, that shows how unique your position is, yes. but how just this community and school and like is so much more than just in, in the classroom. I, I remember being, you know, the site coordinator, and you trying to be like, well, they're carrying all this baggage in here with them, and you expect them to sit down and learn. So imagine taking that to high school without the same support being, you know, little fish in the big pond and, and all of that. Like, it's just so much involved. So again, all the work, you know, everyone does on this podcast, but all out there in the community, I feel like it's, it's often overlooked and not, <laughs> not often discussed and appreciated enough. So it's great that we had this platform to highlight it and, and talk about it. Um, yeah. It makes a difference. We, we, we may not be celebrated as much, but they see us. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Do you feel like you you are essential though? You know that 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 was the word for 2020, right? <laughs> so we changed it at Anton. We said that we are not essential. We are epic. Oh. We are essential. We are essential. We are phenomenal. We are intelligent, and we are going to keep caring. 
So we are just more than essential. We are necessary. We are mandatory. We are like, and I think we know it now. I think I know now my why. Like now I know why. I, I think I question gotcha. why a lot a lot of times. You know, your why can change. And and people always look at me yeah. and say that like your why can change. Um my why at the beginning was for a little black girl like me who was at the school and needed somebody to just kind of say, you know, you don't have to do it like your family did it. You know, you can make your own ways. You know, you know, you don't have to stay here in Cleveland to go to school. Ooh. Go away. That's yeah. tough because you know you 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 you, you sort of groomed and, yeah. and you're, you're raised to follow these words, right? Of your, Say it, Dante. Your it's a generational curse. Say it. It's yeah. a generational. <laughs> you you got to speak on it in order to heal from it. Um, mm-hmm. It's been systemic in my family to kind of like just go with it, get you a job, take care of yourself, be on your own. Um, education. Right. It was spoke upon on different areas in my family. But not as a forefront. It wasn't the first thing to think about when you came home. It wasn't like I drilled on Savannah when she came home. You don't have nothing else to do but school. If you don't got school done and nothing else, um, it was more just that has to be done and keep it going. But to have somebody that's there that's telling you like you know you could do ten times better than what they saying is okay. It's not just okay. You know you can change that. That was that was my why. So. Once my why kind of changed to I'm the person that has to make sure that these kids know what to do, I knew my why. I knew how more than essential we were. I had to bring them to the front and let them know. I know I can. Yeah, I can. <laughs> want to be. That's what I think of when you said that. That's all. <laughs> so, with y'all being epic at Anton Garden, did uh-huh. did you find yourself and in, in, in just the, the staff and the building itself sort of? Um, trying to fill in some of these gaps. So I know like some schools were um, thinking about hotspots and laptops um, serving as uh, food distribution centers and things like that. Like, did, did you all find yourself in that position as well too? Yes, I did all three of them. So I okay. was still there in the building. Um, I, we didn't really stop coming. Me and our principal, Ms. Glass, she came with us. We came at least two to three times a day. I mean, a week, even when we weren't required to or probably weren't supposed to. Um, we definitely social distance, but how are they going to get the computers? If I think that, like Brian was saying, that connection of they, they'll put the master plan out, but they don't think about the people who have to do the footwork. So just to be a hub for them to get hotspots, just to be a hub. I did, never knew that the Valley had like a zone in it where no Wi-Fi was working. I mean, like not even the hotspots, not even the, I mean, parents were having the biggest issues. Um, but just to be a resource for them, to just know that on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday from 10 to 2, if I need support, I can just go there and Shepherd is going to be there. So we were that. Then we did still the meal sites. We're still going to be a meal site even during the summer. So even though the kids are still doing summer learning, some of our kids in our community don't all go to CMSB school. So they still need lunches. So we'll still do the community lunch in there. And the learning center is too. They're going to do recess to Cleveland, if you guys haven't heard. That's going to be on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. So I'm figuring out a lot of ways to keep our kids busy, just to make sure that they can be busy. Nice. Well, thank you for that, because, I mean, I know that takes a lot. And for you to still be in that role and smiling, you know, it, I mean, it says a lot about what it takes to really be there for our, our kids. So Well, the same, it's the same with you guys. You know, I learn well from the people I'm surrounded by. You know, even though mm-hmm. we don't get a chance to really sit down and talk, I watch y'all work. I know what y'all doing. I, I see you. You know, and even... <laughs> Uh, with your mask thing, Dante, that was amazing. And then, Laura, you are thank you. No, <laughs> you more essential than anything. So that had to be a lot. You know, it just takes a whole village. It's you, still a still a village around. You put a nice perspective on things. Now I feel bad because when we talked at first, I feel like I was kind of negative about no. it and like ready to give up and like. <laughs> No, but I mean, it's, it's, it's these experiences that make it real, right? You yeah. know, it's, it's not all bad. It's not all good. And so it's this, th- those points where you meet in the middle because, <laughs> you know, it ain't easy. So it, it's not, it's not. And, you know, in the work that we do, sometimes you don't see it until 10 years down, somebody bump into you and say, you know, you saved my life. 
you really helped me. Like it was nothing, but yeah, if I wouldn't have had that. I wouldn't do. It. And so we we got to stop looking for the quick results and just keep running on that path. You got it. You're gonna be all right. Just today, I had a, a former student from my first year of teaching 15 years ago send me a text and say, can you tutor my third grade son this summer? Cause he, I want him to get caught up. And those are your And that was like a big moment for this <laughs> year. Just like a full circle yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Cause that was trusted. Now I trust you. I, you, I trust, somebody trusted me with you, but I now entrust you right. with my child. And that's enough. Yeah, it is. I'm seeing some of my kids from South. They have kindergarten, first grade students that are there. And they're like, oh, Ms. Shepard, I just know they go here because you here. I know you here. They are right. They'll be all right. But sometimes it gets bad, too, because then they don't come pick them up. <laughs> you know, I'm, yeah, I'm standing there at the end of the day with 14 kids with mothers. It's like, well, you got them, you know. And that's that coin. That's the other side of that coin, mm -hmm. the gift and the curse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm -hmm. come on. Oh, no, you got them. You so trusting. <laughs> That's when trust goes too deep. I mean, you've seen it, Brian. I done brought eight kids to school. And I went to go pick one kid up, and before you know it, the mama's that made my car a bus stop. But oh just get in the car with her. She right there. She'll take you, you know. But I, I think that that speaks to you know our whole show and why why we do this podcast and, and why we had you on, just to highlight the importance of building relationships and just the sense of community. community. Like, it's you know, it's good to make money and, and all of that, but a lot of times... You know, I think you laid it out perfectly when you said there's a plan, but somebody has to get on the, you know, on the ground, you know, yeah. get, get put the boots on and go out and, and hit the hit the streets. So I think that that's often underestimated when people say, oh, I want to get involved or I want to get back or I want to do this or how do you do that? I want to do a toy drive. Like it's more than just, all right, I got the money and the toys. Let's go here and just drop them off. Like it's planning, it's relationships. It's the building, the location, time frame, flyers, marketing, approval. Like it's so much involved. And I think a lot of a lot of people don't know that. So I think that this is this knowledge is good for everybody listening and why we why we do this podcast. So you are the epitome of why we do this podcast. And to show I was just about to people say like you. Podcast. Thank you. This podcast is everything. It's the awareness for our age group. You know, for me, you guys are putting it out there. You actually are laying it down and asking the real questions. And some of us at our age are so afraid to do that. This young generation, they come into your face. They knocking on your door. They want to know what's up. I, I admire Now, you already know they're not knocking. They walking yeah. straight. <laughs> they walking straight. <laughs> and I admire it because I'm like, Dad, if we was in high school and we were powerful, like, what was we scared of? I think we made a little noise. But, baby, they ain't trying to be stopped, honey. They, they are marching band, this new generation. Yeah, I, I for sure. But this is what the older generation, and not even just older, because none of us, I'm, you know, we ain't going to talk about age, but <laughs> it's like our age group, we can always talk about it all day. We can sit on this and do this, but we got so much stuff to do. But you guys actually bring it to the front point to say, like, this is how you can do it, not what's going on. It's not just what's going on. I hear you guys talking about how you can volunteer and what's going to change with volunteering. Why is it important? Brian definitely taught me why volunteering is important. I don't think I ever probably volunteered until I met Brian. And oh, thank you. Like, right. <laughs> I gotta do this. Like, what are you talking about? I gotta do this. And then you get in the same circles who talk the same things. And I remember being at NLI and them saying they were talking about this guy and they was just going off. And Michelle was just talking, talking, talking. And she was like, and you can do your project with him. And his name is Dante Gibbs. And I was like, wait a minute, I know Dante. <laughs> Right. Shut up. I was just with him. Like you like, you gotta step your game up if you're gonna be in this game and you watching people like you guys who are doing what it is. I feel like I gotta go make me a schedule for next week, you know. <laughs> but the ideas work together, you know, not doing mm -hmm. everything. You know, one thing that I will say that my dear friend told me before, it's not about reinventing the wheel. You can do the same thing over and over. Just don't try to outshine them or just see where you can help them and just do it. And I was like, hey, Brian, that really makes sense. And just and just focus on the quality versus yeah. the, the, the shine. Yeah. Like I didn't we would be so much further. Ass bags. I could just go help you pack yours. That just made no sense. You know what I we mean? We got 77,000 masks. Like, why are you going to try to create another one? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> auntie just... sewing a mask together when you all you got to do is go put them in a plastic bag. Like, <laughs> right. Stop playing. You know, so once we get that in our age group, once we get that unity, that that's, I think that's the last step. It's just us not trying to have that, you know, everybody got to have that, that name or that title. You can't 
work under Brian. You can't work under Lori. You can't work under Dante. Once you get okay with doing that and you realize that your why is what it is, we'll unify. It'll, it'll get better because these young ones, they coming together. Mm-hmm. They're going to push us <laughs> out the way in a minute. Like, really. And not to get biblical, but that's another lesson. Like, you, you shouldn't do things just to get the attention and to be seen and to do it because it's going to be good on the gram and get you a bunch of likes and people going to talk about it and you get attention. Like, you do it for the people and for the purpose of their why. Like, a lot of people go through life not knowing their why or their purpose. They just exist. So, like, are you know what I'm saying? Are, are you really living when you're doing that or you're just staying stagnant? And how can you expect the results of others around you when you're not moving yourself so mm-hmm. you know and we always talk about it, you got to get on the bus like you, you shouldn't want to be rewarded for things that really should be done automatically like giving back is something everyone should do so Man. that's something that we have to caution if you're listening like it's not about the fame and the attention like it, it'll be rewarded it'll be rewarded right eventually somebody will, will see it or you'll be acknowledged your works and things like that so somebody's always watching I just I want to say before we kind of close out because we've been having some good conversation probably have to bring you back. Um, yeah, I appreciate you, you know, taking your time out to be on the show. Uh, it's a fire episode, a lot of good knowledge. I think we opened up a lot of doors and and we got more closer to some answers and solutions that some people may not want to talk about. Like you said, fearful of you know. Maybe it's you changing. can come back at um, the beginning, like after the school year starts, and we can swap Thank more you. stories again. I'm ready. And yeah, see how it's going. The awareness is needed. Like yeah. Some parents just need some help. Some parents just need a second to listen to something and say, you know what? She right. Let me just do it. But the last thing is to put the kids in summer learning. Push it, you guys. Um, we're working with War 5 just because that's where I am um, trying to see how we can get this awareness out there. Enrollment is really, really low for summer learning, believe Mm -hmm. it or not. It's extremely low. Um, I don't even think we're at 20% at this point. Um, The transportation is the issue, but we're trying to work out some things for Boys and Girls Club. And they do have shuttles, uh, but I don't think they realize how to get to the shuttle. Interesting. They they did, they did strategically place shuttles. We're in cohorts, but um, I don't think they thought about the four-year-old you invited to summer learning and how they're going to yeah. get to that show, you know? And, right. Yeah. And where am I going to be standing outside in the rain with an umbrella? <laughs> so it, it's just in our work. And, I, and when you love what you do, you never complain. So. <laughs> I love it. You guys, this is awesome. Like this, this <laughs> everything. Well, thank, thank you. I really appreciate that. Talk to you soon. All right. Well, that was an awesome conversation. Thank you, Brian, for bringing in your friend and former coworker, colleague. She's all our friends. She is. She's one- <laughs> he's no stranger she made me feel a lot better about this past school year she had a very positive perspective and i know she worked very hard especially having her own child which we didn't really get to talk about as much um but i just know from friends co-workers of mine like having your children home while you're trying to do your job at the same time and make sure they're doing school at the same time is like off the charts stressful so and and she deserves even more props because she was in a class and she was finishing up school too oh my gosh so you know and then like she mentioned she was in that uh cohort and when they mentioned dante i think that ended either virtually during the pandemic or right before it did wow um yeah it was mid-summer and then she was doing some online schooling too that I think she just completed like the end of 2020. So she, it was more, you know, she's so dynamic yeah. and does so much, but you, you hit it on the nail like her, but just, just educators, teachers, everybody working, you know, community, like it's so much involved, especially when you're a parent, like you said, but just even taking care of somebody else's kids, you become a parent in that moment while you're teaching. Yeah. So it's like, and you become the, 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 the ear that they lean on too. So it's, Y'all do so much. Um, I hope we do talk to her again in the fall and see, like, when we have figured out, like, what's happening in the fall. 
and just see how it's going from both our perspectives again. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, when that time comes, we'll definitely have that conversation. I, I think it'll be good knowledge for the world because some people yep. are so disconnected, especially mm-hmm. if they don't have mm-hmm. a kid. Um, but I'm sure it'll be a new social justice change or push or something that are, that will go on in the next couple of months that she'll probably, you know, talk about too. And, and we'll see how that impacts, you know, maybe that law will be passed, hopefully by the next episode. Mm. But by the fall, hopefully the George Floyd Police and Act, accountability. Like, it, it's so many things that, that we talk about that we can help push the needle or that, that are being pushed um, that we can just only support. So. Well, that was a great conversation. Yeah, I definitely learned a lot. Just it was sort of like just a, a inside view of how schools um, changed, right? But we all knew that schools were important. We all knew that teachers were important. But um, it was great just to hear that directly, since we weren't able to see it because we're much older than um, K through eight, right? Is what Anton, Anton Gardenia school is? Yeah, Pre K, yeah. Okay, so yeah, so yeah. Wow. Hmm. But uh Laura, man, you gotta you gotta tell the people contact us info to reach out to us. Maybe they wanna ask some questions or they have comments, feedback, so you gotta do your hospitality. Okay, okay, okay. So email us at our brain trust podcast at gmail dot com i always feel like i'm gonna mess it up so i say it real slow if you could see me on zoom you would see how ridiculous i look when i say it also you can follow us on instagram at our brain trust podcast leave a comment even slower so you even look even more ridiculous give us a like rate (laughs) review follows uh subscribe what else Just do it all. Just do it all. Yeah, you donate. Can drop look, yeah, donate. You donate. Donate. You know what I'm saying? Like the little rapper at his graduation, give back to the people. We'll pay it forward. You know what I'm saying? Right. Win you got the... Webo's All-Stars. You got Dante's Give Espresso. So, you know what I'm saying? Tap a couple buttons. <laughs> Help out with Herm- them St. Herman. I'll send you my Venmo. Mom. You can just send it directly to me. That's fine, too. Yeah. It's all up. And right. Because it's all about being a blessing. So be a blessing to us. <laughs> as we be a blessing to others amen okay we better shut this down (laughs) (laughs) all right we appreciate y'all listening um and until next time folks talk to you later bye